everyone. Welcome back to Weight Change in Ministries. Um, we're here for another Real Word Bible study. Um, and today our team, we've got Brendan, Shari and Anna with us. And we're going to talk about um, this, this topic of life alone um, and, and loneliness, what the Bible has to say about um, life alone. And I feel like that's a that's a pretty cool topic, probably a relevant topic considering the year that we've yeah. all had. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so, did you guys have any thoughts when you were just um, looking at this this study topic? Well, as a hundred percent extrovert, um, I hate being alone, um, and that title really scares me. I don't want to be alone. I love people, um, and yes. Yes, COVID. I don't know. Oh man, it's been it's been rough. But it's gonna be yeah, really good to dive into. I don't know. What's my initial thoughts? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm quite the opposite. Like an introvert, I could spend I could spend weeks and I'd I'd be fine. But like <laughs> you know, you you all need that connection, right? And I don't know. The first thing that popped into my mind, um, I love John Milton, right? So. He said, loneliness is the first thing God's eye named not good. Um, and, you know, that was mm. even before the fall. So, mm. that's Wow, good. that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. You just stole one of my points, Brendan, but no, I love it. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> so good. Shari, did you have any thoughts on um, this topic of loneliness? Yeah, it's definitely, it's quite interesting because I I would class myself as an introvert, but I'm almost halfway between Brandon and Anna. So it's quite interesting to be um, in the middle. But yeah, I just. Maybe, I was just was gonna say, maybe, maybe that's why they got all three of us. Like we have, we're like across the spectrum and like they're going to really see the insights from all different angles. I love it. They are. They are. I I love being with people. I love, I think I love authentic community. There's nothing like being with people um, that you can truly just fully express yourself. Um, yeah, um, I'm really, I'm really keen to talk about this topic, especially in the year of isolation. I mean, when is a better time to talk about this? So I'm excited. Mm. Mm. Awesome. Well, I mean, let's get into it. Um, before we get started, though, would you guys like to bow your heads and we'll just open with prayer? Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, um, thank you that we can come together, um, that we can come and open your word and, and discover you and more about you, Lord. And as we, we dive into this um, subject of loneliness and community, God, um, I pray that you open our hearts and our minds to see what it is that your word has to reveal about this to us, Lord, and that um, you might help us apply some of these, uh, the things that we learn in our own lives today, especially today. Um, and I just want to pray that you be with those who are listening um, or watching um, our discussion too, God, that, um, that you will just make a space in each of our hearts um, for us to meet with you. In the name mm. of your son, amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. So, yeah, so community, um, the Bible talks about how, you know, we are created, we as human beings are created for unity. Um, and Shari, I think, did you have some thoughts to, to share with us kind of on, on that idea? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got an awesome verse and I feel like it's really the standard. It's the first, it's like the original, the original standard for community. Yeah, the OG. So if you have your Bible, um, turn to Genesis 2 and verse 18 and I'll just give it a read. Um, And it says, The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And repeating what Brendan said before, I think that's really crucial what um, he elaborated, that this was the first thing up until that point, everything that God had made and God had seen, it had been good. And then he reaches this point and it's like, well, this is not good. Um, This is this is. This is not good, even in a perfect world. And I was having a look into um, just what happens in the creation story leading up to this point. And God had already made a bunch of animals and he'd given them the task to um, fill the earth, be fruitful, multiply. He'd already given that to the animals and he'd created them in kinds. And then he makes Adam and... um, Further, uh, just back in Genesis 1, he actually says Adam looked around or God looked around and there was no helper suitable for Adam. So I almost get this picture that Adam's walking around the garden and he sees all the animals together in their kinds, you know, being fruitful, multiplying, um, doing their jobs, doing their purpose. And you can understand that he would be like, well, where's my kind, you know, where is that? And God sees this and he says, well, that's not good. And I think it's really um, profound because in verse 26, Genesis 1, verse 26, God actually says, let us make mankind in our image. And it says male and female, he created them. And I think that's really important because we are made in the image of God. And God um, is composed of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I think it's so beautiful that he says, let us make mankind in our image. And so in our very essence as humans, we are made um, out of love. We are made for community. Uh, We are made to share, you know. We are made to share not just in God's love but in expressing that love to one another. And so this this is the context that, God makes Eve. And something really important here as well that I just wanted to touch on is it says that God said, let me make a helper suitable for Adam. And this word helper, the in the Hebrew, it's actually used to talk about God, that God is our helper. So in no way was, um, I guess, God making making like a servant or someone below, but he was actually making someone suitable. And I think that's really beautiful um, because very often I think we find differences in each other and we struggle to get along, but it's even in our differences, we are made for relationship and we are made equal as humans to be in community um, Mm -hmm. and to be in love. And it's really like, it's really where we find our purpose. So God makes Adam and Eve and then he gives them this charge to, you know, rule over the animals, to subdue the earth and to be fruitful and multiply. And, I mean, a lot of the time I read this verse and I think of marriage and I'm not married yet, so don't really know what I'm talking about. But 
Um, in the context of community, I think it's a really, it's a really, it's a really beautiful picture because together is really where we find our purpose as a as a human race. Um, spreading, you know, being in a community of love, being in a community where we're equal with one another, that is where we have purpose, and that is where, um, yeah, we can work together. I guess, and I, I thought that that was such um, a a beautiful standard of why we we were created and really what we were created um, mm. from. And I was just I was just wondering, did you guys have any thoughts on that passage or does anything come to mind? Mm. I think that just changes everything. Hey, if you really think that like the fundamental element of all human beings is made in the image of God like then like everyone just bursts with like inherent value and like creativity Mm -hmm. and love like man there's just so much potential that's what I get like excited on um and it just like every if everyone really really captured this vision or understood how we were made like that with like love in us and that everyone Mm -hmm. has this inherent value I think man I feel like just all those things that divide people like race and like different things like that, that just, ah, I don't know. I think, I think just the world would be such an awesome place. And I, I don't know, like that fundamental belief, um, I just think is so core to Christianity mm-hmm. um, and is so core to like literally how you see the world and how you see others. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's just very powerful. So yeah. Um, thanks for bringing that up, bringing it out. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking on it too. Like, um, we're inherently social creatures. Like, I mean, God is inherently mm. social, which is why we're inherently mm. social. And mm. like, yeah. even as a massive introvert, like, you only have to look around and you can you can tell it. Like, if if there's no if you've got no relationships, like something is is missing. Mm. And I mean, as as I was thinking about it, all throughout history, like even all these secular philosophers and everyone has recognized it, you know, as far back as Mm. Aristotle, even like he, he goes, um, he says, man is a political animal and he's using political in a different sense. there, like political from polis, which means city. So he's saying like, man is a communal creature. Mm. And I was was a bit worried there, Brendan. It was like (laughs) political. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for for breaking that down. I really needed that. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. (laughs) Yeah, so like, yeah, um, all these all these philosophers, everyone throughout history, it's it's just Mm. it's too hard to deny, right? We we are communal Mm. at heart. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, even like modern psychology, like Martin Seligman. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you guys have done uh, any courses or learned about that, but like he, um, he's like the founder of positive psychology, and he actually talks about five parts of your like who you are that needs to be nurtured in order to be whole. Um, mm. and two of them are one of them's um relational and one of them's emotional, which I feel like both tie into this like connectiveness between people and like literally that's two out of the five categories and you could argue that spiritual is like also relational with god um physical Mm. i don't know it's better with others i don't know but like all of them really Mm. interlink with how you relate to others and like it's just so true like it's such a core part of everyone's life and i don't think anyone you know if you're like we were made like for love and to love each other and i don't think anyone would disagree they'd be like yeah i can see that like it's so obvious Mm. Um, so we can really, yeah, we can really see this design in us. 
this draw mm. for yeah, people and relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one thing that I um, I just wanted to touch on as well is it's funny sometimes things that are written in the Bible, I'm like, oh, d- does that need to be there? Because it says that <laughs> God, God says it's not good for man to be alone. It's like, and I feel like God already knew that, but it's it's written and it's spoken um, for us to be able to read it and understand the fundamentals of what it means to be a human being. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, mm. That's yeah. awesome. And I, I, I just want to go on record and say, you know, God worded it better than John Milton. Write <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>, that <laughs> <Rock up> down. <laughs> just stop oh. stealing your thunder there, Shari. <laughs> Pass it on. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Hey, you know, God, God created us with this innate desire. Like we are, we're wired for community. We're wired to um, mm-hmm. be with each other. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, but even still, you know, we all, I'm sure, all of us, you know, we've all gone through our seasons of loneliness mm-hmm. in life. Um, but yeah, I think Brendan, would you like to share with us? I don't know a little bit on what the Bible says about. Um, you know, going going through loneliness. How how do we deal with this? How, what does the scripture have to say on that? Yeah, so um, I'd like to share um, Ecclesiastes four nine to twelve. Um, so yeah, I might just read it out first. Uh, mm. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Mm. So you might recognize that verse, right? Because it's it's one of those ones that's often used at weddings. Um, mm. So, but before I want to dive into it, I kind of want to look at what Ecclesiastes is about, because I think you need that to understand what's happening here. Um, So in Ecclesiastes, we've got all these phrases like vanity of vanities, um, there was no profit under the sun, all these, like, it creates quite a bleak outlook, right? I mean, Ecclesiastes is one of my favourite books, but it's, it's a hard book. Um, because the, I mean, you read it and for the majority of the book, it's life is absurd. What is the point of anything? And, um, yeah. And when you're reading that verse, it's conducting is bad one, like constantly going back to that. Um, you know, one will lift its fellow, but if there's, you know, if there's a second, it's better. Um, if one lies down by themselves, they're going to get cold, but two, they can keep warm. Um, Mm. if one fights alone, they're probably going to fall, but two, they can have each other's back. And so Mm. it's kind of, it almost comes left field with this mention of a threefold chord at the end, because we've been contrasting Mm. one and two the whole time. And then out of nowhere, we get, we get this mention of three. Mm. And I mean, like, I'm sure it's, it's one of those verses where we can just be like, okay, well, cool. Um, you know, that the third, the third part of the chord, it's, it's God, you know, he's, he's there between um the two two people who are coming together um then yeah yeah god's god's there with them and um but the thing 
that um, is kind of surprising for me is um, Solomon says time and again that there's no prophet under the sun. And it's because he's got this under the sun perspective. So he's, he's, he's not looking at things from God's vantage point, but from his own limited perspective. Mm. And I think that's why he's saying two is better than one because yeah, I mean, from whether you're looking at things from an under the sun perspective or an above the sun perspective, that's still going to hold true. But Mm. in the end, it doesn't mean much without the above the sun perspective. So it's almost like in the middle of all his Mm. ranting of, you know, life is bleak and absurd, this little mention of the threefold chord slips in Mm. almost, almost subconsciously. He's, he's going uh, one and two, and then, oh, he remembers God for a moment. (laughs) Mm. Um, So yeah, like he's saying, um, yeah, we're, so we're social creatures, as as we were talking about earlier. Um, but, you know, without these connections, life is meaningless. But even if you're relying on those connections with other people to get meaning out of life, they're not going to be sufficient because we're made not to be in connection just with other people, but to be in connection with God. Like, mm. we need that something extra. And mm. it only comes from a single source. So... Mm. Yeah, interesting. I actually never noticed that contrast of the one, two, one, two, and then three out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, that because yeah, wow, that's kind of cool because you kind of only think of the finale as like chapter twelve when he's like, okay, the sum of it all is just fear God and other uh, and something else. Sorry, not uh, anyway, but but um, that's really cool that like literally chapter four he slips it in there like a preemptor. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. I guess like it, it makes me think um, back to Genesis and kind of what we what we were created from, and I guess if we were created, you know, in God's image, like as an expression of His love, then it really does make sense that like two is good, but when God is there, it really it brings us to fulfillment as well, and it brings us to fulfillment. Mm. With um our community so mm. yeah that's pretty cool to bring the two verses together mm, and following from that shari like, like like i think god is even the inspiration between the love between people like because i don't know like when you have god involved uh i don't know like just i think through jesus mainly like or i personally feel like when i contemplate on that story of god's own love and then i add him into my life and into the equation mm. Like man, what a stand! Like it just, it just like inspires you so much to love that person that next to you, um, mm. because you're you're constantly like yeah, immersing or seeing God's own love for you, which is like mm. just through the roof, like willing to die, like um, yeah, and so yeah, 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 that's so cool. Like it makes all the difference when God's involved. Um, all the difference, mm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like. I think of that analogy that people talk about with the buckets, right? You can't fill other people's buckets until your own bucket is full. But, yes. you know, God just keeps pouring. Like there's that verse in <laughs> Psalms, my cup overflows. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have that. If you're connected to that source, then you're just going to overflow with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I actually had a student once who, who took a, a worship for us and she was like, the other day I was just thinking, 
that how love is like, yeah, just like, I don't know, in a cup and, it, you know, it's but it's empty and then you don't have any left. And he's like, but God's love's like a fire hydrant. And he's like, I just like everywhere. And I was like, okay. But like, I was like, that's so cool. Like never ending, just out of control all over the place. Like there's no like, oh, now it's empty. Like it's like, I don't know. I just thought it was beautiful. Uh, that's yeah. what I that's what I thought in my mind when you were talking, Brendan. <laughs> fire hydrant. Going <laughs> on from fire hydrant because you got me yes. thinking. Yes, Shari. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I guess like especially for us, um, you know, we think of people that they might not have a connection with God. Um, and so it is it is so crucial for us to be in community with God. And I guess the blessing in that is we can really fill other people. You know, we can really um, show them like the love that is within us because of the God that put it there. And we can show them the love that they were created for too. Um, and so I think that's, that's really beautiful, you know, because I guess that's mm-hmm. our, that's really our, our call to other people is to love one another and to really show them that, wow, like you were created out of love. You have a God that values and loves you and wants to have his own relationship with you. Um, mm. So mm. fire hydrant got me thinking. <laughs> no, yeah. awesome. Love it, love it. I mean, like if, you, if you've if you been living in the desert all your life and then someone, you know, cracks open a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> it's overwhelming. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, like those testimonies where people like, really see God for the first time and they're just like weeping and like it's over it is overwhelming because you've just been so dry and parched of love like true love oh wow that desert analogy man next level desert fire hydrant love it (laughs) dude just oh I can see it now (laughs) I was gonna gonna try and um say you could also say a burst water main but it's kind of I don't know it's kind of (laughs) <laughs> that, it feels like it needs to be yeah it feels like it needs to be fixed but god's love doesn't need to be fixed <laughs> it's perfect <laughs> oh, yeah. what other ways could we use the fire hydrant analogy <laughs> we could keep that one going for a while i love that analogy hey just the that overflow overflowing mm. What's cool, like, I don't know, what's cool about that is that, you know, as humans, we're only capable of so much um, mm. and we're told to love each other. But, you, you know, like sometimes, you know, we might be struggling with our own things in life and it's hard to be loving on others when we're just really struggling with ourselves. Mm. And um, what I like mm. about that fire hydrant analogy is that it's like God, God has so much love to give that he gives it to us. And because there's so much, like, that overflows from us into other people. Like, it's just this... Mm-hmm endless source and his like it's his love that fuels our love for others and that's really cool yeah Mm. yeah Yeah, something you just said there Hannah made me think like um you know sometimes it can feel like a chore like if we if we just if we're not feeling up to it but Mm. yeah when you view God as that source and you've got this Mm. this mentality of you know he's supplying this love rather than you know demanding go love people it changes everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, Brendan. And I feel like the days, like, 
And that's why, I don't know, everyone harps on about, like, should you spend time with God in the morning? Is that, like, whatever. Like, but I, I think there's so many ways to connect with God. But, but I, I do think when I do start my day with God, like, reflecting on his love, it to- it does really influence my capacity to love during the day. Like, I don't, it really does top me up. And, I yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it's so pivotal, as you say. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I was wondering if you guys might have anything to share on, um, maybe Anna, you could you could start this one for us. Um, any times that you yourself have struggled with loneliness? Mm, okay, well, um, it's a I, I it's a, yeah, it's a good question. Um, honestly, so I have to tell a little bit of my background. I was raised on like a property, like a twenty-seven acre property, and um. So, like, I was never alone once. There was about 30 to 40 people living on the property. And um, there was always Auntie Margaret out in the shed, you know. There's always someone home. And so I never, I honestly never felt lonely growing up. Like, just people galore. Like, it was like an extrovert heaven. Maybe that's why I'm extrovert. I don't know. But um, I was just, like, (laughs) awesome. Um, And so I was just, I'm just very, very, very used to, like, heaps of people all the time. Um, And spreading my upbringing, lots of siblings, good times. Um. But, yeah, honestly, it's so strange. And then I went to college. It was just full of people. So I was, like, so good. And then I went to Toowoomba, full of amazing people, so good. So, really, um, I moved to Melbourne this year um, and just, like, I already had, like, plans to, like, travel and visit my sister in New Zealand, like, America, going to go meet heaps of people. Like, my life was booked with people, like, everything. Oh, go visit my cousin, go up to Darwin, visit my auntie. Like, you know, just that's my that was my life just scheduled around, like, hanging out with people that I love like and and then like COVID came and I just still remember the first weekend where like I was literally meant to be on a year 10 canoeing trip straight off the back of a year nine trip and going on to the back of a year 12 like empowering camp like you know and then two days after that to New Zealand like my life was just and I remember just coming back from our year nine camp in the wilderness and there was like a massive meeting assembly at the school and everyone's like Everything is just cancelled. Every and what what is happening? And so then I just life. I was just so like, I just felt so disconnected. Like my life was just boom. And then we were just teaching online. And I was just like, I was in this world of like, just like talking to a screen. And like I had Mitch, my husband, which is awesome. But like one person um, <laughs> when I've been surrounded by many. Um, and so I just. I don't know. I definitely feel like this year has been the first time that I've actually experienced like true loneliness, like feeling very disconnected from like people. Um, and oh, yeah, I don't know. Like if I wasn't a teacher and we were allowed to go to school, like um, if we needed to, I think I would have really, really, really struggled. But there were people that were literally in their houses for like seven to eight months. Um, so yeah, I feel like yeah, I don't know. So I feel like this year, just the last few months, um have definitely been like yeah some of the loneliest times super, my life is just completely flipped around um so it's super weird I don't know mm. it's been a really weird season but anyway yeah. that's that's this year has anyone else experienced loneliness uh, even yeah recent or maybe not on your um spec Anna that's pretty crazy and really feel for you guys down in um Victoria <laughs> um but I guess when I think of the loneliness I've been through, it's probably a little bit different to yours, probably because I'm a bit of an introvert, a bit more introverted than you. Um, mm. But 
I guess like the when I feel loneliness the most is when I feel like there is no one around me that really wants to know or wants to understand me. Um, and it's, I guess, it, in those times where I've really drawn close to God um, mm. because it's really like a choice. It's really a choice. It's either I can be lonely or I can turn to God and I can lean upon you know, that promise that I was created for community. And though at that specific point in time there might not be many people um, that I can connect with, like just one or even just him is can really be the source um, for me, mm. for me to get that fulfilment of, yes, I'm loved and I'm valued. I'm a part of something. Um, there is people out there that care about me and yeah, I think that's that's probably when I felt the most lonely is when I haven't felt understood and it's been a blessing to kind of have God lead me through those times and lead me to communities of people where I could be loved and valued. And, yeah, so I think that's really where I've experienced loneliness. Mm. Yeah, for, for me... Um, I think the thing that makes me feel the most lonely is when I'm uh, really disconnected from like a sense of place. Um, for me, like having familiar mm. surroundings is um, really important. And like, you know, that surroundings mm. can include people or it can be just a place. Um, mm. But yeah, I, um, I, I experienced quite a, a strong bit of loneliness when I, um, I went to Israel and I was to meet up with a group, but it wasn't for a few days. So I had the first, um, I think it was day and a half just by myself. And um, mm. I'd made, I'd made a few um, bad decisions like choosing not to grab a SIM card at the airport and um, trying to save money by going, oh, okay, I'll, I'll bring some cup of soups in my bag instead of, you know, going out to eat mm. just because, you know, traveling mm. as a student, it's expensive, but mm. I was just sitting there in this hotel room and I, I tried to talk to the guy at the front desk. He didn't speak any English and, um, you know, I just I just had this little cup of soup that I was holding and um, <laughs> I couldn't even go for a walk anywhere because I had chosen like a cheap part of the city and I didn't have my, oh, um, my I didn't have a SIM card to like know where to walk either. And I was just sort of sitting there and um, I realized, oh, you know, I've I've got my Bible in my bag. And so, you know, it can be it can just be those sort of things. But mm. um, yeah. Yeah. Crazy wow. stuff. I feel like, yeah, it's so crazy that we all have very different like feelings of loneliness. Yeah, like lack yeah. of people, I think, and then yours lack of understanding, yours like lack of place. I just wow, that's cool. Interesting. Mm. Maybe to add to that mix, I was just thinking as you guys are talking. Um how about like what are your thoughts on like loneliness? in a spiritual sense i don't know if you've ever maybe you yourself or you know someone who's um you know maybe um new to to coming to know god new to christianity and they're kind of entering into this space but they feel really alone um because mm. their fam that's not you know that's not a space that they sh can share with their family and so um mm. they have this experience of, of spiritual and this and i don't know do you guys have any thoughts on that or um even just like you know what what the church community can offer in a space like that mm. i definitely 
um, I've I've had the I've had the privilege of kind of mentoring um, one of the younger girls from my church, and I kind of see her as my little sister, and I've seen her really within her heart want to follow Jesus, but I've also seen her go through this like stage of feeling extremely like spiritually lonely and she lives you know she's got five brothers and sisters she lives with her parents and her grandparents and just seeing her go through that spiritual loneliness of no one really understands or oh, feeling like no one understands what experience she's having mm-hmm. um and I can completely relate to that because sometimes accepting God's unconditional love and his presence all the time is a really hard thing to do um mm. I think I know I my I have doubts that battle within my mind and sometimes it's really hard but um I guess it was a blessing to be able to journey with her through that because you know mm. when she couldn't get through to God or she felt like there was block there or she couldn't accept love um from him she could accept it through me as being someone that was present with her and just, I guess, reaffirming her that, yeah, mm-hmm. you're valued, and you're loved, and God is with you, you know, regardless, regardless of that. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like as a church, that's really the the value that we have is really sh- like leading people into this experience with God. Um, they they might not be, you know, able to do it by themselves at first, but we can really be um, the key to showing them that love mm-hmm. and that that they can find in God and in others as well. Mm, yeah, that's awesome, Shari. Um, I Yeah, I also think like there could be people sitting in like your churches that that feels like spiritually lonely. Even like mm-hmm. even like uh, even they're going to your church, it's not just like people that lack spirituality or whatever. Um, yeah, I, th- I think one way that the church could really, really help um, is actually by like active listening. Like I think it kind of really linked in with what Shari was saying about how when she feels like not understood or like um, or heard, like then you can feel like, yeah, I guess maybe not a part of the community you're accepted or, or loved or whatever. Um, and I don't know, like active listening is something that I'm really like thinking about a lot these days um, just because I don't know, like I feel like I've never really dealt well with conflict and I'm, I'm just like starting to really see that it's better to face conflict, which just kind of seems obvious now, but I just like usually run away from it. But I was like, wow, and you really need to actively listen because often they could say something and it makes you feel like, I don't like that. And you can either run away or you could choose to like, well, tell me about that. And the more that you understand that person and actually why they are saying that, like you understand the humanity behind them, you're less likely to be like, that's a dumb idea or what the heck? How did he think that? Like, it's actually like, wow, I can I can see where you're coming from. Like, I don't know, just kind of listening to their perspective. Um, I don't know where I'm really going with this, but I just I just really get the sense that sometimes people just have small talk and also just throw around platitudes, like, and don't really deal with the humanity of the person next to them at church. Like, I just, but there's they're a real person, and they're like, they could be like struggling with loneliness or spiritual loneliness or feeling disconnected. And I think just someone that is really willing to sit there and be like, tell me like a bit about your life, like where, like, tell me what you enjoy, like, just actually understand them. I just mm. feel like that makes all the difference. Like, and could um. Yeah, just really, really help. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Mm. 
Yeah, like I think, especially for, yeah, for those who don't have any, you know, blood family in the church, it's so mm. important for the church to to be that family. Like, yeah. I mean, community is one thing, but like family, that's even closer. Mm. And like, I know as well that um, if the church can be the sort of family that lets your actual family come there too like if there's sort of social things happening where there's no mm -hmm. expectation to come as a christian but you can come and mingle with that family so they've got their family their blood family and then they've got their church family and that mingling mm -hmm. can happen but without mm -hmm. any judgment without any pressure you know mm -hmm. that goes a long way too mm -hmm. yeah sure yeah absolutely mm. some really cool thoughts thanks a lot guys for sharing i think that was a great discussion. I feel like I've sort of gained a lot of insight just just mm. sitting here and um, listening to you guys reflect. Um, mm. But I think that that probably brings us up to closing time, though. But I was wondering, maybe uh, Anna, if you wouldn't mind saying a prayer for us before we go. Yeah, no worries. Only if everyone can hold hands virtually. <laughs> okay, all right. Now okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, let's go. Let's go. Um, hey, Lord, uh, we've had a really important uh, discussion, as you know, um, about loneliness and, um, yeah, when we can feel that, um, but actually that we are created with um, love in us and your image in us, with, which is just very communal and um yeah, just others centered and we just really pray that, um, yeah, I guess these thoughts and ideas that we've been having won't just be um, discussion or words that uh, get left behind, but I pray that they can really um, impact those that are hearing and um, perhaps mm -hmm. this could be a new leaf for someone um, to really embrace that image of God that they are um, and to really live and lean into this community that they were really made for um, and that we can... We as the community look out for each other um, in a loving and kind way to really listen and care about the people around us. Um, and, yeah, just just let your fire hydrant of love flow um, each day through our lives um, to others and into our hearts um, to refresh and replenish us. Um, I just want to pray for the uh, seasons in our life as well. I just I know that there are seasons that will be harder and seasons um, that will be more lonely. Um, but, you know, it does not mean for a minute that you have left us, Lord, and um, help us to, yeah, just keep remembering uh, the truth and stay grounded in the truth that we are, are loved and we are made from love. Um, and, yeah, just surround us with uh, a beautiful community, Lord. Um, yeah, we love you. Thank you so much for being here with us. And, um, yeah, we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank Thanks, you, Anna. God. Thanks, well, everyone, for sharing. Um, yeah. It's great to hear from you all. And um, just to anyone who's who's listening to this discussion or watching this video, um, if you guys have any thoughts or comments or um, anything you'd like to bring up um, about what we've discussed, feel free to, to send us a message or get in touch. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but otherwise, I hope everyone has a blessed week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Woo.